I had a friend who was in China, and and this fiance of his would always say to him uh, in Chinese, he didn't speak a word of English. She would just blurt out, um, uh, "Play piano cow, play piano cow," and he's like, "I don't know what you're saying." And then months later, I think after he married her. He found out that this is a, a Chinese idiom that means I'm wasting my time talking to you. It's like playing piano to a cow that doesn't appreciate it. So shvalruach, low spirited, is a Hebrew idiom, and if we don't get into how it's used in ancient Hebrew sources, we'll never amen. understand what it means in its historical amen. context. Amen. Amen. You are listening to Hebrew Gospel Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. Exploring Hebrew New Testament manuscripts for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Shalom and welcome to Hebrew Gospel Pearls, episode 14. We are discussing today the biblical Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. Our objective is to get through Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12. And in episode 13, we only got through verses 1 and 2. The goal today will be to get through episode, to get through verse 3. You think we'll do it? Will we even get to verse no, 3, Keith? No, we won't because there's been a, there's been something that's happened, you guys. And here's what's happened. Uh, Nehemia and I have been communicating back and forth, and we realized that there are so many pearls within the biblical Beatitudes that we're going to take mm. our time. And we're, we're, we really are going to take our time. So I consider last week an introduction to the introduction. Uh-huh. <laughs> this week, we're going to get into the actual first Beatitude, Nehemia, which I'm really looking forward to. And I know that there's been, you sent me a lot of information. I have a lot of information. Mm. And I really do think folks are going to be blessed by this. Folks, make sure that you uh, get your Bibles out. Uh, come along with us. This is, gonna, this is really going to be good. Mm. Okay, so let's let's start with. Um, I know I read it last week, but why mm-hmm. don't I start by at least reading the first verse here? Please do. Uh, which is Matthew five three. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is the we're, we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. which is Matthew chapters five through seven. There's mm-hmm. a parallel, which is sometimes called the Sermon on the Plain, which is Luke chapter six, mm-hmm. and we got through verses one through two, yes. where it just introduced it. And now verse three, mm-hmm. Mm. Blessed or happy are those, and it literally says low-spirited or low mm-hmm. in spirit, mm-hmm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. The NRSV has blessed are the poor in spirit, mm-hmm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Dalich has ashrei anier haruach, the ah. poor in, of the spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Tell them the significance of Dalich again. So Dalich was a, a Christian scholar in the 19th century, and he translated the New Testament into Hebrew. And his objective, he was really a scholar of, of the Old Testament, of, of mm-hmm. biblical Hebrew. And his objective was to translate it in a style reminiscent of biblical Hebrew, uh, really that would appeal to a Jewish audience. Mm-hmm. And so he tried to translate it as closely as possible to the, to the Old Testament style. And but he tells us straight out that he's translating from Greek. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can see things there. Like why did he choose the word anie mm-hmm. versus shifle? Mm-hmm. Right. And then why does Hebrew Matthew have shifle ruach? It's very mm-hmm. interesting. It's a very not expected verse. Mm-hmm. If he's or or translation rather mm-hmm. or version, I should say. If if Hebrew Matthew is translating from the Greek, I'm surprised he would translate shifle ruach from the word shafel. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Anieruach, which is the way Dalit translated it, and mm-hmm. that's the more expected translation. So, so uh, you know, before we get into it, <laughs> I want to take a slight detour, if you'll allow me. W- Please would you, do. Would you give me a little bit of grace here? Hundred um, percent. So last week we went through all these verses in the Tanakh, 
that have ashray, 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 blessed is, blessed is, blessed is, or happy is, happy is, happy is. But we didn't say something which is, I think, kind of foundational. And this foundational background is that in biblical thought, there's three types of information, Hmm. and each type of information is taught is really the realm of a different type of person mm-hmm. or a different category of person. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we have uh, we see Tanakh in Hebrew. We call the Old Testament. We don't call it um, Old Testament in, in Hebrew. Uh, in ancient Hebrew, you call it Mikra, which is the literally the reading that which is read aloud in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. And then another name for it is Tanakh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanakh is an acronym for Torah, mm-hmm. the instruction, usually translated law, Nivi'im, the prophets, mm-hmm. and Kituvim, the writings. Yes. Now, if you're used to your English Bible, the King James Version or something like that, the NRSV or the NIV or the NASB, you may open up a Hebrew Bible or even an English translation that follows the Hebrew style, like the JPS, and you'll say, where's Daniel? Why isn't Daniel among the prophets? Mm-hmm. Why is he in the writings? Mm-hmm. And you'll be looking for the category called historical books. We don't have that category in the, in, in, in the Hebrew uh, tradition of the Tanakh. We have, um, like I said, the Torah, which is the five books of Moses. Mm-hmm. And then we have the prophets, the Nevi'im, which are uh, really eight books, or they're defined as eight books, even though in English they're far more than that. So what do we have in the prophets? We have first our four historical type books but they're mm-hmm. part of the prophets and they have a they have a chronology from Joshua from the entering of the land all the way into the exile yes. so it's Joshua judges Samuel and kings mm-hmm. and you may say wait a minute Samuel's two books first Samuel and second Samuel well not in the Hebrew the, the they were divided into Greek into first kings actually in Greek they were divided into first kings second t- kings third kings and fourth kings right mm-hmm. meaning Samuel was called first and second kings what we call in Hebrew Malachim, Kings was, co- was called in the Greek third and fourth Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have those four books, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings, and those are called the former prophets. Mm-hmm. And then we have what are called the latter prophets. Not that they were later, but they come later in the series of books as we arrange them on the shelf. So the latter prophets are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and then the 12 minor prophets. So there's mm-hmm. four and four. 12 minor prophets are considered a single book, even though obviously they're 12 small books. But mm-hmm. because they were so small, it was there was a concern the scroll would get lost if it was a separate scroll. So originally it was, um, or at some point in Second Temple times, it became a single scroll. Mm-hmm. So that's the prophets. Daniel isn't in there, mm-hmm. right? But we have these historical books, right? So Kings is in there, but Daniel is not. And then we have the, the Ketuvim, the writing, Tanakh. Ketuvim is the writings or the holy writings. Some people translate that the Hagiographa, the mm-hmm. um, the which means the holy writings. Uh, the holy writings are begin with Psalms, although in some manuscripts it begins with Chronicles, actually. So you have, you have what are called the Books of Truth, Sifre mm-hmm. Amet, and that's an acronym. The acronym is for Job, Proverbs, and Psalms, although not mm-hmm. in that order. Uh, that spells Amet, Iov, Mishle, Tehilim, Sifre Amet. And they are special books because they actually have their own accent system. Mm-hmm. Right, every, every word or every um, phrase, I should say, in the Tanakh, has an accent associated with it. Um, every unit of speech has an accent, uh, uh, as Hebrew defines it, associated with it. But then the three truth books, Emet, they have their own accent system. And then you have the five scrolls, 
the five scrolls are, and they have different orders, even in different Hebrew Bibles. So they're uh, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, Esther, Lamentations, and Ruth. And then you have, at the end, you have Ezra and Nehemiah, which is one book. You have Daniel, which is obviously one book. And then you have Chronicles, which is a bo- one book. And altogether, that's 24 books. That's the Tanakh. Now, why do I bring that up? Because that division into three is something that's already mentioned in the Tanakh. Mm-hmm. It's also mentioned in the New Testament that we'll get to. But just to bring uh, a verse in the Tanakh that uh, reflects this, Jeremiah 18.18. 18. And can I ask you to read that, Keith, Jeremiah 18.18? 18. Absolutely. So I'm reading from the NASB, mm-hmm. Jeremiah 18.18. 18. Then they said, come and let us devise plans against Jeremiah. Surely the law, the law is not going to be Torah. lost. Yeah, the Torah is not going to be lost to the priest, nor counsel to the sage, nor the divine word to the prophet. Come on and let us strike at him with mm-hmm. our tongue and let us give no heed to any of his words. So what happened is Jeremiah warned the people. He said, this religious system, this religion that you've created is going to be destroyed. The Babylonians are going to conquer the land, send you in exile, and the false Torah that you get from the priest mm-hmm. and the false wisdom that you get from the sage and the false prophecy you get from the prophet, those will be destroyed. They'll be lost. And he comes along and says, uh, or the, the, these false people come along and say, no, these things won't. So let's just kill Jeremiah and that will invalidate his prophecy and we'll be able to continue in our false religion. Mm-hmm. But what we see is in the, in the mind of the ancient Israelite, there's three realms of information. There's Torah taught by a Kohen, a priest. Mm -hmm. There's wisdom or counsel in this case. Advice, really, it could be translated as well, taught by uh, a sage, a wise person, a chacham. Mm -hmm. And there is word, literally word, from the prophet. And Mm -hmm. why is this important? Because in Matthew chapters 1 through 4, we talked about how Yeshua was being presented as a prophet. Mm -hmm. In Matthew 5 through 7, he's being presented as a wise man, as a sage. Mm-hmm. Right, we have those three realms of information: mm-hmm. Torah, prophets, writings, and writings really is the wisdom. What do mm-hmm. we have in the writings? We have Proverbs, we have Ecclesiastes, we have mm-hmm. Daniel. Look at Daniel in the first chapter; it talks about how he was a wise man, how he was trained in wisdom. That's what he's doing in the writings. Mm-hmm. So we have this division into three in the Tanakh, um, of in ancient Israel rather, and the Tanakh itself is divided along that. And then now we see in, in Matthew 1 through 4, and, and I think especially in like 4 we saw, he's being presented as a prophet, and now he's being presented as the wise man, as the as the chacham, mm-hmm. uh, according to that same division. Ezekiel 7.26 is another one. It says, and they will seek a vision from the mm-hmm. prophet. Yes. And Torah will be lost from the Kohen, from mm-hmm. the priest, the instruction from the priest, and advice or uh, counsel from the elders. So elder is, is another term for a sage, because often those who are old have wisdom. Uh, sometimes young people have wisdom. So you see this division into three. And whenever you see a phrase like ashray, ashray mm-hmm. is a wisdom saying. Yes. Right. So right from the bat, people standing and hearing Yeshua preach would hear ashray, ashray, ashray. And they knew, okay, this is a sage who's speaking to us wisdom. Mm. These are is a typical wisdom saying. There's a very cool thing I can do on my computer in, in my TapTap program in accordance. <laughs> What's so that? I go to the Tanakh yes. and I type in the word Ashray. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And I do a search and I get Ashray, blessed is, and appears in the Tanakh. It appears 44 times in 41 verses. 
And then I can do a thing where it does analysis. And it tells me, um, or sorry, I do a thing where it says, um, let's see, hits graph. And it shows me how many hits, just like, you know, you, you do hits in, in like a, well, back in the old days when they had search engines like, that would do tell you how many hits you got. So how many hits are here? So if you look at the graph, you'll see there's a almost all of the, um, or a very large percentage of the ashray statements are in Psalms and Proverbs. Now, mm-hmm. what does Psalms have to do with wisdom? So wisdom encompasses things like songs and praise that's in that realm of wisdom. And then you have a reference to that division of three in Luke 24, 44. So this is when they're walking on the road to Emmaus. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke with you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the Torah of Moses, yes, the prophets, mm-hmm. and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Does he just mean the book of Psalms? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think he means Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim. And mm-hmm. the first book in the Ketuvim is the Psalms, mm-hmm. right? It's the beginning of the wisdom section, which uh, is is the Psalms. Uh, ben Sira, who was written around 200 BC and then translated about 25 years later by his grandson, mm-hmm. and he mentions, many great teachings have been given to us through the law and the prophets and the others that followed them. Mm-hmm. They don't mean people that followed the prophets here. Mm-hmm. What he means is the books that follow in the order, Torah, prophets, and writings, right? Mm-hmm. When you have them arranged on a shelf, it's Torah, prophets, and writings, right? They weren't bound necessarily into a single scroll. They may have been, I suppose, but but uh, what they definitely were were arranged in that order. And he says, my grandfather, his grandfather's name was Yeshua, incidentally, this is Ben Sira, 175 BC, who had devoted himself especially to the reading of the law and the prophets and the other books of our ancestors. That's the writings or the wisdom books. So here we are now in Matthew, we've reached the wisdom sayings. And that's really how I think we have to look at all of Matthew chapter 5 through 7. It's a series of teaching of wisdom sayings. Hmm. So and in we, the beginning, yeah. so the, the, when, when you saw the word Asherah, when you first saw that in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 1, which was going to be one yeah. episode, but uh, verses, verses 3 to 12, the, the Beatitudes, did you think, when, when, it seemed to me, Nehemiah, that, that what really caught your attention, why we did, couldn't go any further is because that word caused you to slow down, the word itself. Oh, Absolutely. I want to look at every place in the Tanakh where we have this word, not just in the Tanakh. I, you know, we won't, we won't get to it probably in this series, mm-hmm. but I spent you know, a, a, a very long time going through all the Ashrei statements in the writings of the ancient rabbis, mm-hmm. right? It's, it, you know, just as Yeshua taught Ashrei statements, mm-hmm. blessed is the man, blessed is the person who does X, Y, Z. They mm-hmm. have many of their own statements, and I think mm-hmm. it's important to get that historical context, that cultural context. Now Yeshua is coming as a sage teaching wisdom. Excellent, excellent. So they're like wisdom sayings. I mean, they're like they're again, absolutely wisdom sayings. He, he he opens up with this, and they stop and they say, "Okay, these are the wisdom sayings." Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, give me some grace here. Uh, More grace, you want? Yeah, yeah. So you know, what? I'm going to save. It for, I'm going to save it for later. Let's jump into Matthew chapter five, verse three. Yes, because this is now our first wisdom saying that we have here. I would like permission to get grace from you for something before we get started. Vakasha. Um, is that one of the things? The reason that I like to call this the biblical beatitudes is mm-hmm. because I'm always asking myself this question, and really this started, Nehemiah, when you and I started studying together. Uh, mm-hmm. What opened my eyes, having been a person who would start with the New Testament and then try to figure out what was going on in the Tanakh, was I switched my thinking. And my thinking mm-hmm. was, if I saw it in the New Testament, um, yeah. I'm assuming, and I use that word very carefully, that yeah. somehow it came from the Tanakh. So when, I know we're going to get to 5.3, 
But I want to read one verse, and I just want your response to this, okay? Because yeah. we're going we're gonna to read 5.3 in my English Bible says, blesses is uh, the poor in spirit, I think is what it says yeah. in the NASB. Um, there's a verse I want to read, and I want to ask you if you think mm. it's possible this verse or verses like this would have been in the mind of Yeshua in the wisdom sayings. Yes. The first one is in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, he raises the poor from the dust, he lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles and inherit a seat of honor, for the pillars of the earth are Yehovah's, and he set the world on them. That's 1 Samuel 2, 8. Mm. Then Psalms 51, 17, last one, and I think this is the key. The sacrifices of God in, in the NASB are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Are these things mm. background? as he opens up this first verse. So they're definitely background. The question is, does that apply to this verse? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, mm-hmm. In Psalm 51, 17, I think you have a much greater, stronger case mm-hmm. than 1 Samuel 2, 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so so here, here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So in the, in, in the English, based on mm-hmm. the Greek, we have uh, poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was speaking to some people, some some Christians, regular Sunday Christians, I said, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? And this uh, person named Jimmy, he says, poor in spirit, poor in spirit of those who don't know about God, mm-hmm. is what he told me. So, is and now you immediately jump to financially poor, which is 1 Samuel, and that's definitely something that Tanakh talks about. 1 Samuel 2, those, those who are impoverished, those who are financially poor. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Is that the same thing as being poor? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the Greek has the word ptochoi. Mm-hmm. Ptochoi, and this is a very cool thing I can do with my um, with with accordance now. Uh, in fact, I, I want to see if we can actually sh- do a share screen and show it to the people. Um, ah, we're going to choose the Septuagint, right? So what am I searching? I'm not searching the um, the Greek New Testament. I'm searching the Greek. Old Testament, and why am I doing mm-hmm. that? Because the uh, the um, the approach of many scholars is to say when they translated um, the uh, Septuagint, mm-hmm. what they uh, did is they took specific Hebrew words and they would repeatedly translate it that way, almost mm-hmm. mechanically. Mm-hmm. And so you have what are called equivalents. So there's an mm-hmm. equivalent that, and I'm looking for the Hebrew equivalent behind Ptochos. So we could look in the Greek dictionary, and that's valuable, right? We can look in the Greek dictionary. So, for example, if we go back to this window here, and we look up, and we'll look in Little Scott, right? Uh, LSJ, mm-hmm. Little. Uh, this is the big dictionary of Little Scott, and it brings you. Here is how it's used, and you know, it could be beggarly um, in these different Greek texts, right? So this is Timocles, and we have Aristophanes. So we have different ways that Greeks use these words, and that's important, but we should also look and see when the Greek Old Testament uses that, what word does it translate in the Tanakh? Mm-hmm. What words? And so here I have a verse, Exodus 23, 11. It translates the word evyon. Mm-hmm. Evyon is a poor person. That's a new thing, Keith. I used mm. to have to do this by hand. <laughs> I would pull up the Greek and I would try to figure out, okay, what word is it translating in the Hebrew? Okay, I see that word. Yes. Here it actually directly searches for you, the word ani, ani ah. with an ayin, which is poor. And then here's a really beautiful thing here. So I can do, 
analysis. It gives me a list of words that are translated. One time it's the word tov, which is good. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, there maybe it's a paraphrase or something. But the words that are common is evyon, which is a needy person, a poor person, dal, 20 times poor person. And then ani with an ayin, poor afflicted, 38 times. And rosh, Mm -hmm. rosh with a vav, which is um, uh, impoverished. So we have these different words, really four different words that are translating the word. And what we do, what we can do with this method is find out what's the Hebrew behind the Greek. So the right. Hebrew behind the Greek is is financially poor, exactly what you said. But then it adds another word, poor in spirit, mm-hmm. right? So so then then I've got to ask the question: Why didn't Shemtov? Let's assume Shemtov did isn't from the first century original original, but it's a translation, right? Which is what most scholars think. Right. Why didn't Shemtov translate it something like Ani, or Dal, or Rosh, or Evyon? Mm-hmm. Why do you translate Shvalruach, Shifle Ruach? And what does Shifle Ruach mean is, is, is really another question, right? Mm-hmm. So we have two questions here. What does the Greek mean when it says poor in spirit? Mm-hmm. Does it mean they're, they're, they're uneducated? Could mean that, right? Like what mm-hmm. Jimmy said. Or mm-hmm. is it possible that it means something different? And maybe, um, maybe the answer is in Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew, where it's Shval Ruach, and there, there it's a different connotation altogether. <laughs> I definitely think it's in Hebrew. <laughs> okay. So what do you got? Tell, tell me, what, what what are your thoughts on this verse? So the, the, the thing that hit me, Nehemiah, was, and again, I've been asking a question, and as we go through the uh, biblical Beatitudes, I'm going to bring a couple examples where I left the farm and mm. asked other people that were people, you always talk about, and I talked to the Christians, and the Christians had this thought. So what I did is I went to some other Jewish people, people who have some oh. uh, understanding of oh, the like bibl- biblical text, and asked them what some of these phrases meant apart from them being from Yeshua. And we're going to get to those as we move on uh, the biblical Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. But, but Nehemiah, I wanted to just, and then we tried to do this last week. I want to bring this one a statement from your cousin. Okay. And I want you to, re, uh, to respond to it. because R- it, Remind people about my cousin and who that is. Okay. I, you, I want you to tell them because you do such a better, so much of a better job. Okay. So we, we, uh, as we were starting this, somebody said you should, if you look at the Hebrew context of the Gospels, you should look at this commentary by uh, Rabbi Soloveitchik. Mm-hmm. I hear the name Soloveitchik. I know that's a distant cousin of mine. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's literally, I think it's fifth cousin, sec- two times removed or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's second cousin, five times removed. <laughs> it's, it's been mm-hmm. a while since I looked at it. But he's a distant cousin from the 19th century, and he wrote what is considered to be the first Jewish commentary on the New Testament, where it wasn't mm-hmm. an attack on the New Testament, but an actual mm-hmm. commentary where he's trying to understand what it says, and, and he's not a Jew converted to Christianity. He yes. is actually an ultra-Orthodox Jew of the 19th century. Okay. So, And it's been now translated into English. So yes, my cousin. So this is really powerful. So th- this is an example where I'm, I'm going to someone who, who's not from the tradition that I would have, like yeah. I've got my evangelical uh, commentary here. I've looked at that and get a little disappointed at times. But when I looked at his statement, I wanted you to give a response to this. Yeah. He says for this, uh, for this particular verse, he says, oh, the gladness. We could stop mm. right there. <laughs> yeah. That's his that's his translation for Ashray. Yeah. Oh, the grad, gladness of the poor in spirit, for their, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I thought to myself, he says poor in spirit. What is he looking at? Now we talked about this just a little bit in the, in the previous mm. episode. So what is he looking at? I know this is an English translation, but what do you believe in his mind um, he would see 
as poor in spirit. What do, what do you think he— So first of all, yeah. as far as we know, he wasn't a Greek scholar. Mm-hmm. And from what we're told in the introduction to the tr- English translation is he was he was reading it from a French translation. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, maybe that's what it said in the French. That's a possibility. However, I actually have here in front of me, I have a Hebrew version. Amen. And it's a f- it's really incredible. <laughs> uh, I actually had, and this was done before the pandemic started or before mm-hmm. it was in full. I think there was actually a lull in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I asked someone to go to the National Library of Israel. No, it was last year before the pandemic. Yeah, I asked someone to go to the National Library of Israel and scan this for me. As far as I know, there's one copy in the world that's in Paris. In Jerusalem, they have a photocopy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that photocopy, um, I think, is in a... In a um, was made into a um a microfilm and so i mm-hmm. had somebody uh scan the microfilm for me so now i'm looking for matthew chapter 5 verse 3 yeah it's definitely a microfilm i yes. can see little um there's little like uh uh things on the page where there was a spot on the microfilm reader <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like little um uh, dirt so he has here so okay so that's important all of a sudden or, or not all of a sudden that that's important. So this is this is very significant. So he has two things on the page in the Hebrew. He has the Hebrew text, and on, and below and there's a line, and below the line he has the commentary. Mm-hmm. So it says, mm-hmm. This is this is my cousin Rabbi Soloveitchik's book Kol Kore. This is the translation that I have to assume. I don't know, but I imagine he translated this from French. Okay. And it came to pass when he saw the multitudes and he went up the mountain, and he sat down and they went to, to him, his disciples, and he opened his mouth, and he taught them saying, Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Stop, stop. Can, can I read it? <laughs> Go ahead. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. And that's a very literal translation from mm-hmm. some other language, because he should have said Anieroach if it was mm-hmm. a Hebrew, uh, <laughs> if it was the Hebrew style. Kilahem shemayim, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's his Hebrew text. Now let's see his commentary, because maybe there is where he puts in oh the gladness, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just the translator. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. So so what was the process of the translator uh, who produced this book, the Bible, the Talmud, and the New Testament? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at um, what page are we on? What page are you on there, Keith? You have uh, it's page ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Okay, Book-wise. so page ninety-eight of the English. So he has, "Oh, the gladness of the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." So as far as I can tell, that doesn't appear anywhere in um, in the Hebrew version. Let me show you the Hebrew version here. <laughs> um, this is so. Go ahead. Yeah, let, let me. Yeah, go ahead. This is what. Well, no. So this is, folks. I want to say this while Nehemiah is doing this. Uh, last week, I thought we were going to get to this, but here's the good news: we're going to get to everything that we want to get to, and we're going to take our time uh, yeah. doing it. And this is an example where we're not just looking at here's the English, mm. which many of you bought the book, by the way. Uh, but my it's question is, it's a great sim- book. It's a great book. My simple question was, what do we think that Nehemiah's cousin was looking at? So, so here's what he has in the Hebrew text: Blessed are or happy are 
the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And then when we go over to the English translation, oh, the gladness of the poor in spirit, that is the translator uh, who is translating his Hebrew text, as far as I can tell. Now, now maybe there's something different in the French version. I don't have the French version, right? So let's be careful here, right? We don't, yeah. 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 Here's why I wanted to get to this, because what your yeah. cousin does is something really, really powerful. Uh, when he talks about what, forget about the translation uh, that we yeah. see, the poor in spirit. When he talks about what Yeshua meant, he immediately goes to something that I think when you see that verse, you might go to. And certainly after I studied it, I went to. So can I just yeah. read one line from him? Okay. Uh, he says, when Yeshua said, oh, the gladness of the poor in spirit, he meant the man that man should be incredibly humble. Mm. Now, when you hear poor in spirit, Nehemiah, do you think poor in spirit, the financial, those are the destitute, mm-hmm. or do you think in terms of humility? I'm just off the top of your head when you first read the verse. By the way, down here is the commentary. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so so it doesn't have that, oh, oh, the happy mm-hmm. thing. So, right. so, all right. So do I hear that? Um, yes. So, do you hear humility? Do you hear humility or do you hear something else? Um, I don't know. It's po- I, so here's the truth that when I, the more I studied this, the less I realized I knew, right? <laughs> when I Amen. started out looking at Amen. it originally, I'm like, okay, poor in spirit. Yeah. Those are, um, is that similar to the meek in verse five or is it something mm-hmm. completely different? Mm-hmm. And, and my, and my takeaway was, okay, well, so the Hebrew has the phrase shvaluach, mm-hmm. which is low spirited. And mm-hmm. if we want to know what, what it means, at least in Hebrew Matthew, we can't assume we know what shvaluach is. That's a phrase that yes. appears, and we have to see what in different sources, and we have to see what it means. And, and this, is the, this is the part, Nehemia, where it gets so exciting. This is the part that I, I, I yearn for is when you begin, yeah. to, uh, begin to find out what, that, what, what it is that phrase means. Now, how much time do we have? Do we, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting, we're, I think we're going to have to. I, I think I think we should I think we should switch over to the plus section. Here. I think we're just so getting rolling now. Absolutely, absolutely. No, this is where we can get into okay. to this phrase. And I want to say something to people that are listening. I really I really want to say this. This wasn't intentional. We didn't intentionally think we were going to go word by word in this situation. Actually, episode we fourteen was going to first word. Episode fourteen was going to be the entire beatitudes. Okay, that As was it the goal. Is, yeah. Last week was an introduction. This week we're looking at the first one, and it's worth it. For you to come with us to the plus section, go ahead and continue. I want us to take our time here, so I really think to do to do justice to this, we have to save this for the plus section. But when we look at Shval Ruach, we're going to see it. This this low spirited. We'll mm. see what it means in the Tanakh. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it means in rabbinical literature, mm. and, and that's important because you know Hebrew was a spoken language in the time of Yeshua. We mm. have Jews who spoke Hebrew, and this is an idiom Shval Ruach. It's Aha. an idiom. It's it's a figure <laughs> of speech. The example I've given in the past is, is you know, uh, I had a friend who was in China, and and this fiance of his would always say to him, uh, in Chinese, he didn't speak a word of English, she would just blurt out, uh, play piano cow, play piano cow. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying. And then months later, I think after he married her, he found out that this is a, a Chinese idiom that means I'm wasting my time talking to you. It's like playing piano to a cow that doesn't appreciate it. So shvalruach, low-spirited, is a Hebrew idiom. And if we don't get into how it's used <laughs> in ancient Hebrew sources, we'll never amen. understand what it means in its amen. historical context. Amen, amen. All right, so I want to end with a prayer. I'm going to go first, and you pray, and then and then we'll um, and then we'll continue into the plus section. 
Can we do that? So, Nehemi, I know that you know that you're assuming everyone knows about the plus section. What's going to happen is going to be on your site. Can you just tell them about right. that so they understand before we pray? Okay, so what we decide to do is to uh, we're going to make the series and we'll make uh, the the I call them I call them the main episodes or the public episodes mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to listen. Subscribe on uh, iTunes and whatever wherever you get your podcasts. Come to the website nehemiaswell.com, bfinternational.com, and then we're going to go deeper for each episode. Uh, and just and share those with, in my case, people who support my ministry. In your case, people who um, become members of BFA International. And so those are we call those the plus episodes, where we get to go a little bit deeper. And I know I get people who write to me who say, "Nehemi, I skip the the public episode. I go straight for the for the for, <laughs> for the." Are you, you kidding know, me? <laughs> for, I go I uh, go straight for the plus episode. No, no, no. The public episode is just as important as the plus. Yes. They both have information, and I would highly recommend people listen to both of them. Yes. First listen to the public one, then listen to the plus one. Yes. And uh, it allows us to do what we're doing, right? It en- enables us to continue to be able to do this, mm-hmm. to continue to be able to share this information, to do the research, take the time to pay the editors uh, and all the producers and everything. Yehovah Avinu Shabbat Shemaim, Yehovah our Father in heaven. Yehovah, bless all those who have supported what we're doing with Ashrei, with happiness. Yes, Father. And all those who love you and call upon your name, mm. bless them with Ashrei, with happiness. Yes. And Yehovah, all those who are lost, all those who are searching, all those who are in pain out there, maybe don't know you, but they want and find truth. They want to find the way that you've given to mankind. Please bless them with, with Ashrei. Bless them with happiness. Yes. And let us continue to follow in Ashurecha, in your ways. Amen. 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 Father, thank you so much for the sources. Thank you for the, the language, the history, the context. Thank you that we get to dive into these important words that were spoken 2,000 years ago that are still good today. Help us to not only find out what it means, Help us to find out how we can apply it into our lives. We thank you in advance for the series, what has happened, what is, and what will happen. We give it all over to you in your name. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Hebrew Gospel Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. For a more in-depth study, check out Hebrew Gospel Pearls Plus at nehemiaswall.com and bfainternational.com. Thank you for your support.